Hello friends, it's Jim Nance and it's my great pleasure to welcome you to Beyond the Clubhouse, a podcast hosted by my friend Garrett Johnston. He is a testament to one of the great things about this sport, the friendships that come from playing or even just talking about the game. And you're going to meet some of the characters that Garrett has gotten to know from this past decade plus that he's been covering the sport. You're going to hear from players, caddies, members of the media. You're going to get the storytelling, the golf news, the players' swing tips, and a whole lot of laughs. It's coming your way with this edition of Beyond the Clubhouse. Here's Garrett. All right, BMW Championship this week. One of my favorite tournaments of the year. I love the opportunity for these top 70 players. Can you get into the top 30? Change your career if you do get there. Get in the Masters next year. A lot of these other majors, all these big tournaments. So a lot of cool things going on with the BMW Championship. I love it as a Caves Valley. It's kind of a home game this week for me. I got a little bit of a drive, hour and 20 minutes uh, from Fairfax, Virginia, up to Caves Valley. But I did get the director of golf. This is a brand new golf course for what we see on the PGA Tour. We don't normally... We've never seen Caves Valley. He's making his debut. He's been around since the early 90s, but we have the man who's been there for 31 years, director of golf, Dennis Satisher, who's going to sit down and, and just give us some thoughts. You know, What should we expect as golf fans? What are we going to glean from a week like this? What are we going to see on TV with this course? How does it play? What, what might we expect uh, the Greens? How will they play? Uh, with the with the players here, how how are things going to match up uh, off the tee? Like, what kind of challenges? This we got some short drivable par fours, so there's a lot to get from this. Um, we'll get straight to it. Dennis Satisher here on Beyond the Clubhouse. All right, please be joined by Dennis Satisher here, director of golf at Caves Valley Golf Club. What a special week! I gotta imagine this is for you having the BMW Championship coming here to your course. Well, it's probably two or three levels beyond special. Um, a dream that we had 30 plus years ago of the founding fathers, and uh, you know, they recruited me over from the Baltimore Country Club, Five Farms, uh, which is 10 minutes from here. But uh, the guys that started this had a dream, uh, you know, a uh, national club up north. It's a bit ambitious, a caddy program. We talked about attract, uh, attracting national championships like this to help the economy and get people to Maryland and to Baltimore that wouldn't have been here otherwise. So uh, this is um, a journey. This is, has, has been a journey to try and establish Caves Valley as truly a national club. We have 500 members and 300 plus uh, of those 500 are outside the state of Maryland. So we're on our way. Our membership is, uh, is filled right now, which is, uh, you know, another, uh, I guess, uh, accomplishment, you know, that we set out to do. But to get to your original question, a very, very special week. And frankly, we couldn't have picked out, we're not going to get probably a U.S. Open or a PGA. Yeah. But uh, we told our, our members, prospective members and members coming in that we would do major championships and on occasion, not yearly events, like two, three, four years of a, of a regular tour event. So this fits perfectly into what we dreamed about and what we had hoped to do. The 70 best players in the world playing here. Um, and the tour, the regular tour hasn't been in Baltimore in 60 years. That is crazy to Ar think. Arnold Palmer was here in 1960 and one in a public course in town, Mount Pleasant, uh, the tournament. But we've had the senior tour a couple of times. We've had the LPGA. We've had the NCAA Division I men and women. So we've kind of kept trying to climb up the mountain and through our chairman, Steve Fader, who's in the automotive business, 
he was able to get the year of some of his, he has some BMW dealerships of some of the uh, BMW people that had influence and involvement in the BMW championship. So we've been talking about this for five years and now it's actually happening. Yes, and you've been 31 years in this position as director of golf. We saw some drama four years ago, last time a big event was here, 2017 senior players. Down the stretch, Bernhard Langer gets into trouble in the water, I believe on 17. You guys flip the nines then, you're doing the same thing here. Talk about how that plays for drama here at BMW. Well, uh, our front nine uh, is now, uh, let's get this backwards. Uh, the front nine of, of our regular play is now the back nine in the tournament. Gotcha. And there are three holes, 16th, 17th, and 18th are very close together. One's a par five, one's a par three with water, and then one's a par four coming up with a stream on the right. So they're very, very close together, a three, four, and a five. And uh, as uh, for, unfortunately for Bernard Longer, he hit it in the water on 17. Yeah. He had a one-shot lead going in hit it in the water, dropped, pitched it up to five feet, had a chance for a four, lipped it out, missed it. So he was now one stroke behind. And coming up the 18th, a, a very uh, solid, strong par four, he hit it into about five or six feet and had that putt to tie and go into a playoff and he lipped it out. So uh, a couple of reasons, uh, you know, our regular back nine, 16, 17, and 18, they're almost single file coming in. And they're all par fours. Yeah. So this, uh, you know, we've done it for a couple events now, an LPGA event that uh, uh, event that they have opposite their Solheim Cup International Crown. Uh, and it's just the people are there together and a birdie on 16. You hear it on 18. There's going to be Strong. some real energy there. And my prediction is after about three o'clock every day, everybody that's here is going to be there because that's really where the better players and the leaders are coming and finishing. And I think that, uh, you know, our, you know, these players are so good. There's no, no telling what the score will be. They're going to be under par. We kept all our par fives, par fives. So 16 par fives for the tour players. They like that. Yes. But our par threes are strong. So that'll offset it a little bit, but what we're hoping for, you know, is a very strong leaderboard and an exciting finish, you know, so that would be our, our, you know, the best scenario for us. Yeah. Well, to that point, you think about this course, 7,500 yards, all, all the fans, the golf fans that are looking at the numbers for this course, surely 7,500 yards or so, a little over that par 72. So like, as you mentioned, the 16 par fives for the week, a lot of people I've talked to caddies, some players, some golf commentators think this is going to be an absolute birdie fest high high teens under par is going to win this thing kind of what is your thought when you look at the way the course might play in these conditions well we're playing it in august so we know that's hot weather and to keep the grasses alive you have to keep them somewhat wet damp now mother nature kind of did some watering of her own so the fairways are soft but so are the greens so the conditions right now would favor a longer hitter because there's not going to be much roll but all of them will be hitting in and longer hitters, shorter irons, of course, and the balls won't be taking that first big bounce before they stop. Now the rough is one way to slow the guys down and there, there's some rough out on the golf course. And for those not hitting the fairways, they'll have a little bit of trouble. But uh, and one of the tour officials said to me, cause I was asking him about the score. And he said, Dennis, I don't care what they shoot. Hmm. What I want is a strong leaderboard and an exciting finish. 
And he said, case in point, when Dustin Johnson made his putt two years ago, and then John Rahm made it on top, you know, in yeah, the playoff. The BMW, yeah. He said, uh, now that's an exciting finish. He said, uh, you remember that, don't you? I said, are you kidding? Of course I do. He said, what was the winning score? I said, I have no idea. <clears throat> so I, I think that the winning score, as long as it's not silly, and, and it won't be, but 16 par fives over the course of 18 holes, a few drivable par fours, which are now in vogue, in fashion, because people like to see birdies and eagles. Yeah, and tell us about that a little bit more. The drivable <clears throat> par fours, what can we expect these fans uh, watching at home, these par fours? Well, you know, they, we try and involve some risk and reward to that. Our 11th hole, we reinstated a, par, a tee, and it's 330 yards downhill. But there's a lake that comes in and wraps around the green and deep bunkers. And, uh, uh, you know, so there's some risk reward to it. Our 14th hole is a dogleg right hitting over trees where you'd almost need for them a three wood to get it up over the trees early enough. But some of these guys hit three woods kind of forever. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> and, and their goal there, there's no water around that. There's some bunkers. But I think they would tend to want to be around the green chipping rather than pitching. Now, we know that going in. So we try and get the rough challenging around the green. So as they chip, you know, they're going through heavier grass and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't always come out the same or what they would expect. So, um, you know, we want <clears throat> we want a really competitive championship. We, and with the 70 best players, of course, there's going to be some low rounds. But again, would you rather watch a baseball game or football game that was high scoring or low scoring? Would you like a three to nothing football game, a one to nothing baseball game, or a 10 to eight or 28, 24, or, you know, one of those 46, 43. So it's a bit of that. So the tour has complete authority on how long the course is played and, you know, where the tees go and where the whole locations go. Mm -hmm. and they do it every week for the guys and they know you know they know where they're putting it and how accessible it is etc you know so they'll a lot of these guys haven't played here most haven't and they, they'll watch the first two rounds and see how the rounds go and you know what holes are doing what and you know then it's a bit of chess they'll tweak it a little bit and uh, you know it's not an objective to have lower rounds the objective mm -hmm. is to to you know, put pins and tees in a position where the skill level of the player is exposed, you know, mm. you know, to get to this hole, you've got to really hit a quality golf shot and, you know, and the pins tucked and it's a short hole, but the shot has to be exact. And if you miss short sided, you're going to have a tough up and down. You get behind some of our hole locations and, you know, there's hills and gravity that, uh, you know, the greens will probably be at 12, five and, their big thing is not to see there the tours, uh, not to see how fast they can get them. They want consistency in the greens, mm. you know that. And I think twelve and a half is a, a green speed that they 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 produce on a regular basis. But with that twelve and a half, there's you know there's a hillside or a tilt or whatever. Right. Are, are you expecting, I, I talked to Xander Shockley's caddy, Austin Kaiser, and he was saying the green seemed so big to him. That was kind of his first takeaway walking the course as a new guy, right? A lot of these caddies and players, very sure. first time seeing it. So with bigger greens, you know the nuances of those greens. You're thinking 12.5. Is it going to be a, a little adjustment period for the players to really learn these greens? 
you know, I, I, I don't really think so. I mean, they, they are pretty much what they see. You know, we have, uh, you know, our, our front nine with the players are tournament front nine. Uh, the greens are cut into some hillsides. So there's some, some greens that are continuations of a hill that, that they'll see. But Tom Fazio, in the beginning, he said it's one of these simple things that is so true. People like holes they can see. So when you stand on a tee and you see the hole, you know, <laughs> there's the green. It's a yeah. dog leg left, a high bunker right, low left. You know, and I would say on most of our tees, you don't have to have somebody tell you. All right, my audio recording. The Wi-Fi went out in the clubhouse. That's where the interview was uh, here with with Dennis Adisher. Unfortunately, the, the audio went out, the Wi-Fi went out, so I lost the recording there towards the end. As you saw, it got a little bit abruptly cut off, but you get the idea from Dennis. Appreciated his time there. Uh, giving us some thoughts. I mean, who else can tell us what's what we should expect this week from this course? Brand new to a lot of these tour players that never played. John Rahm had never set foot on the property since Tuesday. Uh, until Tuesday, I should say, when he when he showed up here. Uh, Tony Fino, a lot of these guys just have not played this course. So it was really cool to hear uh, from the director of golf what we will expect this week. As fans, uh, the experience uh, both watching it in person and also on TV. So hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Dennis Satisher on Beyond the Clubhouse will catch up again soon with another great guest.